What's up everyone? Welcome back to The Dad Who Dabs. I am the Diligent Dabber and I am a cannabis enthusiast, patient and product reviewer. And this is my weekly podcast to kind of just talk about whatever I want, dad life, sometimes weed news, sometimes anything that I'm working on for upcoming videos. And today I'm probably just going to talk more about myself and some things that I've gone through and experienced just because some people might be able to relate to it and how cannabis kind of ties into it. So let's do a dab and let's get started. This little beauty is called the Luca Unicorn and it's pretty easy to operate. Five clicks to turn it on, three clicks and then it starts heating up so you can have it in sesh mode. And that just means that it's gonna stay heating up and vaporizing all your dabs for, I think it's about a minute long, but it, it turns off automatically so it's the perfect timer to just keep hitting it so you don't have to heat up a rig, don't have to use a torch. I do have this here though for later, for the last dab of the show. I hope you guys are enjoying your day, making the most of it, trying to appreciate every moment for what it's worth, and make the best of every day. It's just not something that I used to really think about doing, and I wasn't always present in the moment, and I feel like I didn't enjoy some things as much because of it, because I was always looking forward and always thinking just about the future, and it's just, that's not always the best way to live because if you're always thinking about what could possibly happen in the hypothetical future, you're never really living in the present moment. And that's something that's such a stereotypical, like philosophical stoner thing to say. But as you experience it and come to that realization as an adult, it's kind of eye opening that you realize life's not all about just worrying about the future and thinking about what's gonna happen when you're getting older. It's about living every moment so you can have fun stories to tell when you're older. And that's, and that's just something that I feel like it took me way too long to realize. You have to be present in every moment and be, be grateful for everything you're experiencing right now because you don't know if you have tomorrow. I, I never really used to think like that. I was always very, I used to always take the present for granted, and that's a shitty way to live. Cheers, guys. I hope you guys are getting some cannabinoids into your lungs, because I'm getting some deep into mine. I'm going to heat it up again. So, guys, I have two boys, and being a father who consumes cannabis... It's so it's it's such a weird like niche to be in in life because it's never something I really used to think about. It's never really something I used to think about and like how it would impact how I how I discipline my kids or how I play with my kids or how I'm understanding to my kids and I feel like it helps me be much more receptive and open and honest and communicative because I never want my kids to not understand why I'm doing what I'm doing, why I'm disciplining them the way I'm disciplining them, why I'm taking away what I'm taking away and what end goal I hope to achieve because of it. I'm always very clear with my intentions about what I'm doing because I've always wanted to be clear with what I expect from my kids. And of course, things are different because one of my kids is neurotypical, he's 11 and and he's the best big brother I could have ever imagined for my younger son. My younger son's autistic and he was diagnosed a few years ago. And that was such a huge like turning point in all of our lives. 
and that was a huge turning point in all of our lives. I don't know if you guys know anybody with autistic children, but every single autistic kid is different. It never manifests the same way in two kids. So what one kid's stim is, and the stim is something that they do to stimulate themselves. Usually it's like playing with your fingers or touching your hair, touching your head. It could be like touching your own hands. It's just a repetitive action that a lot of autistic kids do to comfort themselves or to show the feelings that they're feeling in that moment. Usually it's happy feelings or if they have a stim that they do to show negative feelings then they'll do that. Sometimes for my son that's covering his ears if things are too loud in the um, in the setting around him. So we actually got noise canceling headphones for him a couple years ago and those have been some of the best investment that we ever made for him. Amazon noise canceling headphones for kids. He loves it. He goes to it whenever he needs it. He'll bring it to us if he needs help putting it on because sometimes it can be a little tight to, for him to put over his head. But just having that little bit of silence just to quiet all the noise around him helps immensely because something about autistic kids, they don't have a filter in their mind like most people do, like every other neurotypical person does to filter out every single sound around you because we can focus on one person talking. We can focus on one thing over there and kind of ignore all the other sounds, the ambient noise. Autistic kids can't do that. They go to a setting and it can be as simple as someone playing music. And even if they like the music, if it's too loud or if they feel like the, it's too windy or any, any kind of sensory overload can make them uncomfortable. And, and it's just crazy to realize that most people will never have to experience that or worry about that unless it's an extreme situation where like you have a migraine because then you kind of get the sensory overload of light and of noise and it feels like it's fucking splitting your head open. But being an autistic kid, it's kind of like that all the time. So you have to really pick and choose where you can go with them, what setting they're in, or if you if you take the headphones or not. And we've just always started taking his headphones everywhere we go because we found that it helps so much and it helps to calm him and helps him self-regulate his emotions. And another thing is that my autistic son is nonverbal. So that's a whole other challenge into itself. And we didn't know anything about autism before realizing and getting his diagnosis. One of his uh, early speech therapists and uh, early interventionists were concerned about him because he was not developing speech when he should have. He was already like three years old and did not form sentences, did not even say a couple words. He would make sounds. And it got to the point where he didn't recognize, he didn't even care or, or notice when people came into the room. And that was a huge red flag for the doctor that was checking him out because we had a whole session where it was just like making sure that he's at the levels where he's supposed to be, what milestones has he met, what is he able to do, what is he not able to do. And that was when it really hit home that, huh, shit, he really doesn't even look at us when we come into a room and he doesn't really care that we're in the same room as him. That's not good. He's supposed to be aware of other people around him and care that they're in the room and realize that it makes a difference in the setting, in the situation, and who's around you and what's happening. And that was the first indication to us and that was when he got diagnosed with autism. And ever since then, it's been a struggle, but an adventure to learn about him and learn the things that he likes in particular and to learn how to help him understand the world around him, but also help us, the world around him, understand him better. 
and it's gotten to the point now where we he actually uses a few signs he actually has a tablet that has some words on it that he can make very simple thoughts and ideas with it and he can get a message across to us or he'll bring us whatever thing he wants if he needs help with like the milk he'll bring us the gallon of milk because he wants some milk in a cup if he needs something open the container of like a like a granola bar or something he'll bring it to us to open it for him it's not very much. It's not at the level where he should be right now as a neurotypical kid. But as himself, we are so proud of him because he's come so far and we can see that he has a little personality that he didn't have before and he has a little sense of self that is awesome. And he really acknowledges now when we're in the room and he comes over to us and gives us hugs and wants us to kiss his head and wants to get cuddled. and. It's whenever we sing certain songs that he likes, he'll look at us and actually pay full attention to us while we're singing to him. And it's wonderful, man. It, it, it's such a crazy thing to realize that I never would have thought I'd ever be in this position. And I can't imagine myself being in any other position now because I help because it's helped me be so understanding and so open minded and thoughtful and more careful before I, I rush to judgment or I rush to or jump to before I jump to conclusions about things. It's helped me be more patient and it's also shown me that my older son is the best big brother that my younger son could have ever imagined. My oldest son's been helping his little brother since before he was born. Let me actually show you guys something. You guys probably don't know. I have a bunch of tattoos on this right arm. I don't have many, but this is the one I have for my boys right here. And this is them connected. And my older son drew that before his younger brother was born. And it's so cute. I absolutely love it. We have a large version of it hanging in our house. And it's just, he's been such a fucking great helper in I can't imagine like us going through this whole journey without him because he has been a constant companion to try and help his brother become more social because that's always been one of our biggest concerns. Even when he goes to school, he just ignores all the kids that are there. But when he's home, he likes to try and even play games with his brother sometimes. He likes to initiate contact with him and go over and sit next to him and put his hand on his shoulder and like get his attention because he cares that he's there and he likes his presence. And that's mind blowing. That's never something we would have ever imagined that he would recognize because he was so far behind in his development. And it's amazing how far he's come and I cannot wait to see where he goes from here. And I feel like, like I said, like it's helped me become a better person. It's helped me be under, be more understanding. Mrs. Dabber and I, it showed us a whole new side of life that we would have never even had to consider before. And, and I, like I said, I wouldn't have it any other way. It's been such a wonderful experience. And I love seeing that little boy grow every single day. And I love that his older brother always wants to help and is always so willing and just fucking happy to be part of the experience. It just, it warms my heart, man. Every single fucking time I see them and I take pictures and videos of them and shit. Oh, so it's challenge. The challenges of it are many because we just had no fucking clue what to do. We had no idea 
wh where we were going to go from here. Should we get special like services for him? And at that time, someone suggested that we get like multiple weekly home services. And we ended up doing that and we still have that to this day. And it's such a wonderful part of his life and his routine that even though the people giving the therapy has changed, he has constants in his life that come to the house and do very particular things to help him grow and help him understand things better that weren't accessible before. And it's such a wonderful thing to see him grow and to see the successes along with the challenges because the challenges sometimes make it seem hopeless and it seems like you're looking down a dark cave and you start getting dark thoughts, man. You start thinking, is my son ever going to talk? Is my son ever going to have friends the way that most people do? Is my son ever going to have a job the way most people do? Is my son ever going to have a relationship with a girl the way most people do? Is he ever going to have a girlfriend? Like, these are things that weighed heavy on Mrs. Dabber and I's hearts for a long time. And we didn't really know where to go and we would be fucking helpless if it wasn't for the help of all his therapists that were encouraging us and giving us all the different choices and options that we didn't even know were available and we didn't know where to look for the help. And they fucking helped us so much to where we still have help for him to this day. And those therapists have been such a huge part of his life. And like I said, some of them have gone and there's new ones that have come and replaced them. But the benefits are still the same, man. We've seen him grow and we've seen what he struggles with and then we can know what to work on more with him. And another thing is, it's it's really hard to potty train a child with autism because depending on where they are on the spectrum, it can be more difficult to get them to understand and bodily autonomy, caring about your own body, is a very difficult concept to instill someone who barely has a sense of self. And so us building that into him and helping him to grow and learn more and to, to show him that he can put his own shirt on, he can take his pants off if he wants to, 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 to get comfortable. He takes his, his own backpack off, he can put his jacket on. And it, there are little things that we're trying to help him with life skills that most people take for granted. Most people take it for granted when their kid starts doing all these things. And we notice every single little success because we've noticed how different children act when we're around them. Because we saw our oldest son, we saw his milestones, we saw how fast he hit them. And he was totally in line with everything that was expected. And there was nothing to report, nothing bad. And not necessarily, and not that autism is bad, because it's not. It's just a different way that your brain is wired and that's what we had to really understand and it's hard trying to explain that to people especially older people the questions they ask sometimes are just hurtful and i don't know how to put it across any other way than that they'll say things like oh why doesn't he talk well what's wrong with him well why did that happen to him oh so he's never gonna talk Oh, so does he go to school? Random, mean, not nice questions that I wouldn't feel comfortable asking somebody probing deep into their personal life to get 
answers and feel like they're trying to put across expectations onto me of my life, I don't appreciate that. And it sucks that most people don't understand and don't even care to understand. And it's sad, man. Oh, I appreciate my parents so much too because they have been very helpful and they have always wanted to be understanding and learn more about him and try to understand him as best as they could. And I'm just learning more and more every day that as a parent, your life is not yours. It is, obviously. But as a parent, something that most parents get wrong most parents stay selfish when they have kids. And sure, to a certain extent, keep doing what you'd like to do, but you have to kind of change your behavior when you have a child. You can't just keep doing the exact same things and spending the same amount of time that you spent on things before the child was in the world as after the child is in the world. Shit has to change. You have to reprioritize things, put away your childish things, and now you have to take care of your child. And our generation, guys, I'm in my early 30s. Our generation is full of half boys that are 30 and half men that are 30. And I mean that in the sense that they haven't learned to put away their childish things yet. And that doesn't mean that video games are childish or that whatever thing you're putting, whatever hobby you're putting your interest to, into is childish. I just mean that instead of playing World of Warcraft for eight hours a day, play for half an hour. That's all. Instead of playing fucking Call of Duty for six hours a day after you get out of work, play it for half an hour, 45 minutes. I've seen too many people take their hobby and their outlet and just make it their entire purpose of life and they forget they have a fucking family. Guys, you gotta kinda do shit with your family, you gotta kind of care that you have kids, you have to kind of make an effort to make their life good because your life right now isn't your life. Your life is the beginning of theirs. You're going to be a memory in their future. You gotta make their fucking past not shit. So it's just sad when I see other parents who are not like us, not appreciating like their life. <laughs> oh man. Recently, recently we went to uh, this uh, family painting breakfast and it was really fun. My picture is right here. I'll put it on screen. I painted an octopus. I haven't painted guys in like fucking two years. This was the last painting I did right here. It's a moon and a cat on a branch and I followed like a step-by-step -step thing, but I kind of put my own spin on it and this hangs in our in our bedroom now. But this is something, this this octopus was like a huge fucking canvas, twice the size of anything I've, I've ever painted. And I was very intimidated at first because it was like the only design that I really liked, but the stencil for it that we had to go off of at the, the little painting event was huge so i got the huge canvas to go with it and i was frustrated and stressed and i was feeling like my shit was gonna come out so bad and 
a couple days later, I look at it and it's like, holy fuck, I, I painted that and it's not even done yet. I just painted whatever I could at the while we were there for the couple hours that we were there. And it came up pretty fucking good. I was actually very impressed with myself and I cannot wait to keep doing stuff like this because I never realized that the creative process of painting, it can be compared to the creative process of anything else. Part of it's gonna suck, be stressful, kind of annoying and you're gonna feel like it's shitty until it's done and even though mine's not done it's pretty close and you can see the fucking basic shape of it and the structure and the colors and i'm getting there and i cannot wait to keep getting out of my comfort zone and doing things that i never thought i was able to do before i just always put these limits on myself i always just told myself this is what i'm good at this is what i'm bad at so i shouldn't keep trying to do what i think i'm bad at because i'm never gonna get any better and i had that mindset for so fucking long of my life that it was detrimental to me experiencing and creating shit and why the fuck should I do that to myself anymore? So I'm not. I'm not going to do that to myself anymore. I'm going to try to create something in some kind of way, shape, or form at least every single day. Whether it's a little painting I do, whether it's I work on the painting that I'm working on right now, that octopus. Guys, get out of your comfort zone. If somebody asks you to go do something that you feel like, fuck, I don't want to do that, that sounds annoying. Think about it for a second. Why do you think it's going to be annoying? For me, it's because I'm an introvert. I love to be alone and I love to be home and I like to be in solitude. It's kind of hard with a family. So I appreciate all the moments that I get to be by myself and to have those moments where I can do my own thing. And it's, it's great and I love it. But I also love that at the end of the day, my family is always going to be there and I can always take comfort in that fact. So I can have my solitude portioned out appropriately over the day. And I, I like that. I need that sometimes to recharge my battery. And I never used to push myself out of my comfort zone. But it was so fucking fun. It was so nice to do something that I didn't think I could do. To see that I actually did it better than some of the other people that were there. Some of the other, some of the other fucking parents didn't even paint. There was parents bringing their kids to a fucking painting event where all the shit's already there. All the supplies, all the equipment, the easels are there, the fucking aprons are there, the paints are already paid for. And you're just going up, getting all the paints exactly that you need for whatever piece you're working on. Following a step-by-step -step sheet and having fun while you paint with your kids. What a fucking crazy concept. <laughs> but, and it's something that I never would have, like gone out to go find to do but having the offer given to me sure that sounds cool like fuck it why not why should i hold myself back just because there's gonna be people there i don't give a fuck they're not gonna really probably care that i'm there in a negative way or like have any reason to be upset with me while i'm there so why am i gonna be weird with them i'm just not gonna talk to a shitload of people i'm gonna do my own thing stay with my family and be happy and it was awesome i talked to a couple people that i knew at the event but for the most part, kind of stayed to myself and it was great. So try and just try and be more artistic, guys. It's such a simple thing, but most most adults just kind of forget. You can do shit. You don't just have to fucking be able to, you don't, you're not only able to draw stick figures for the rest of your life. 
We all see those shit. We all see those videos on Instagram where it's like people drawing crazy shit and like time lapses of stuff and someone's art improving over the years. Just fucking try. Oh my god. You don't have to fucking post every single thing you make. But if that helps you and encourages you to keep going, sure, do it. Get the constructive criticism if you really want constructive criticism. Don't let that be your downfall. If it's really something you want to improve at, just keep fucking trying. Because that's what I'm doing with my videos. That's what I'm doing with this podcast. Just keep doing what you enjoy doing. And eventually, somebody else will enjoy it too just because of how much you're enjoying it. Or because of the value you added to their day or the happiness you added to that moment of their life. So being more artistic is just a wonderful part of the human experience that everyone should take part in. Go look for a fucking puffin paint event, guys. Go look for an event where you can paint, be stoned. There's even like a sippin' paint events. There's a shitload of these different kinds of events for adults now. And if you've never gone to one because you're worried that it's going to be weird or it's going to be uncomfortable, I mean fucking try it it might not be as bad as you think you might be the worst critic of your own art and you won't know until you go and like go do something go just get out of your comfort zone for a little bit and that's also that comes with being more mindful and seeing the potential of these awesome moments in every single day in little things and realizing that you know what that just made my day way better And that was, it's going to be an awesome memory in the future that for this fucking moment in my life, I was happy. Or for this moment in my life, I truly appreciated existing in this fucking beautiful world. Sometimes the world doesn't seem beautiful, guys, but something that cannabis helps me do is definitely appreciate every single moment and really be more introspective and be more mindful of just every situation. Look at every situation from every possible angle that you can. Don't look at it just from the one way you think you're supposed to look at it because that's the way you've told yourself to look at it for your entire life. What a crazy fucking concept that just doesn't make sense until you hear it. Most of us are always just stuck in our little box. And don't get me wrong, you could say the same about me. I gave myself the name The Diligent Dabber. I am right now on a podcast called The Dad Who Dabs, being in that niche of cannabis, parenting, and sometimes news, depending on the episode. I didn't want to do news today. I just wanted to talk about my own experiences, and that's kind of what this is evolving into. So if you haven't heard it today, whatever things you think are holding you back, whatever definitions and limitations you've been putting on yourself in your head as to the reasons why you can't do something, why you haven't done something yet. It sucks, but you gotta hear that it's just you. It's all in your head. It doesn't mean it's not real. It doesn't mean you're not experiencing it, but your thoughts and your mindset, as generic as that is to say, is what's holding you back if you're not appreciating every moment and if you're putting yourself in this box to only ever experience life this one way i'm a stoner that doesn't mean in my entire life every single thing that i do i am a stoner in that moment no 
that's not true. I could be stoned that moment, but I'm not a stoner doing that thing. I am me doing that thing while I'm stoned. We all do this to ourselves all the time. I like this rapper. I like this show. I like this movie. I don't like this movie. I don't like this. I don't like this. I do like this. All this shit's doing is making us fucking more divided than ever. Right now, everyone is basically in their own little bubble of experiencing reality. It's sad, it's weird, but it's true. Everyone's putting themselves in an echo chamber in a bubble to only ever experience what they think and what they already enjoy and to never really be challenged on their ideas. And it's just a strange thought process to to want to be stuck as a character. You know what I mean? I don't like being I don't like being boiled down to a one or two sentence fucking description of who I am. I kind of have to do that for every single social media thing or every kind of description or every kind of thing about the podcast. I'm a dad who dabs, cannabis enthusiast, uh, patient and product reviewer, but that isn't the only thing that I am. So that's why I'm kind of changing the format up here so everyone can see that I'm not just that character. And I suggest everyone do that. Do something out of character for yourself. Do something that you wouldn't think you would ever do. Because you don't know if if you would like it until you tried it. And that doesn't mean everything. Don't fucking... Don't go chop your leg off because you've never done that before and you might like it. Like, not something ridiculous like that. Go watch a movie that you never thought you'd watch. Go on YouTube and watch a few videos that aren't even about anything that you've ever cared about before. You might find a new interest. You might find a new fucking hobby. You might find a new singer you like. You might find a new documentary to watch. Get out of your own head about what you think you're supposed to be watching and what you think you're supposed to be doing and just basically live life for the XP. That's a that's a quote that I heard from a friend a long time ago. He said, I'm in life for the XP. And I didn't understand it. I kind of did. It was a joke. But I understand it in a different way now. Because he was fucking 10 years older than me at the time. The guy I worked with. And it was... I didn't understand that he was being serious. Live life for the experiences that you're getting. Live life for new experiences. Live life to try to get all the good experiences. It's kind of like a no-brainer, but you, if, you, if you had to hear that today, then there you go. There's your message. There's your wake-up call. Try to live life to actually enjoy it. Try to live life to make the best of every moment and to make the best of every moment for your family around you or your friends that are immediately around you. Everybody that you care about, just try to make life better for them. And in turn, life gets better for you because the people that you care about, that you're around all the time, that you want to be happy, are happy. In part due to you. So just do something different. Do something different than you ever thought you could. That's all. <laughs> 
I just feel like I've been rambling now, guys. So I'm going to do my final dabs. Maybe talk about something. Oh, I got an I got an idea. Something to talk about. Do you guys know what this container is? Oh no, I fucking go. There we go. In this container, there are huge super worms. And I will talk about them in a moment. They are for our lizards that we have. I'm actually going to do the old school dab this time. All right, one, two, three. This is a Terp Slurper banger. I don't even know if I've shown this on the podcast before, um, but I've definitely shown it in my, I don't even know. Did I show them in my videos yet? I'm not sure. I've shown it on Instagram. Dab. Terp Slurper. The way this one works is basically you heat up this part down here and these little, this marble and this pill and this marble up here, this is basically the carb cap. Heat up the bottom right here and touch your dab into that little dish. That will melt it and there are holes in the bottom of this cylinder that the oil goes up, spins around with that pill, spins around with this ball and then keeps dripping back down into this little bucket to keep giving you a nice hit. So let's try to get that right now. Hope you guys are smoking along, dabbing along, vaping along, getting some cannabinoids nice and deep into your lungs because these are going to be deep into mine. Cheers. Do you guys have lizards out there? Do you guys like reptiles? I had a leopard gecko from, I think I was around 11 or 12 when I first got it. I had that gecko for fucking 11 years of my life. Leopard geckos, I was told, are not supposed to live that long. You're supposed to live like four or five, six years. I had mine for 11 years. Yeah, she was, I found that it was a, a, a she later on in life because of Mrs. Dabber and the different characteristics that the leopard geckos give off to show that it's a male or a female. I never fucking looked into that shit. I was 11 or 12 years old. Didn't care. I just liked my gecko. My gecko was called Baby Dragon because of the Yu-Gi-Oh card right here. I love Baby Dragon. I fed him crickets. I fed him. See, I keep saying him and it was a her. I fed Baby Dragon crickets. I fed Baby Dragon mealworms and it was the first time that I ever really had to take care of something myself and keep it alive. And it was such a cool pet. I didn't get comfortable enough to ever take it out of the cage for a super amount of long amount of time. I was always scared it was going to fucking run away and get into like the heaters and get into a fucking one of the vents or something or go under a door that had a gap under it. So I was always scared that my lizard would get lost. So my lizard spent most of its life in its tank but I always talk to him, I always play with him, I always fucking tried to do fun stuff with him and like sh give him good vibes every day. And I love that gecko. And now we have a bearded dragon and we have a veiled chameleon. And the bearded dragon's name is Skillet and the, the veiled chameleon's name is Charles. And they were both named by my oldest son. They are fucking awesome. Yeah, Skillet, I'm talking about you. He's looking at me like this. This is Skiller right here. I'll put a little video up of him. He's fucking awesome. He's the coolest little dude. I don't want to get up and get him right now. He's in a... 
I'm still a little worried and skittish about taking him out of the tank. I get fucking terrified whenever I'm not the one holding him because I just feel like he's gonna fucking jump onto the floor and run away. And I know he's smart. I know he's not gonna do it. Oh, it just, it's okay. It's weird seeing, okay, it's different seeing somebody with a strange pet, like a parrot. I've seen somebody with a fucking monkey on their shoulder, walking around, coming to the dispensary, hanging out with a fucking monkey, on, two monkeys. It was a boy and a girl. The fucking boyfriend had one and the girlfriend had one. They got them registered as helper animals, emotional support animals. Monkeys. It's different seeing a strange exotic animal on somebody else's body and they're carrying it around that never fucking bothers me i'm never worried that the bird's gonna fly away because it's not my fucking problem it's of none of my concern i have no interest in the well-being of that animal because although i do care for it as a living being i would not be worried if it flew away because it's not mine sorry i just it wouldn't concern me as soon as the animal's mine, I don't want it to ever have any opportunity to escape and I get terrified and I fucking, something in my heart, it's like it's, it's like it's a fucking newborn baby. It's like it's a newborn baby that can crawl all over your shoulder and potentially jump off. But I know it's not going to because he's not a fucking idiot. He's a smart little lizard. He's not going to jump too high off my body and fucking die. But I get, I get worried about it still. Oh, and then he's walking over to the side of the tank now, staring at me. I see you, dude. You're perched up looking at me. Oh. Do you guys have any reptiles? I never really liked snakes, but I love lizards. Lizards are fucking cool. And I don't have a shitload of lizards. We just got these two. We, and we, have, we hadn't had one for years before we got Mr. Charles behind me. And we just got Skillet a couple months ago, and he's already fucking huge. So if you guys have any reptiles, you guys have any lizards, any any strange pets, I see you, dude. I'm probably going to come pick you up after I finish recording. All right. I'm going to get out of here, guys. Um, I hope you guys have a good day. Thanks for listening to my ranting and raving and just my general venting about life and just everything just kind of talking about whatever i appreciate it if you like this format let me know i appreciate it thanks for listening to the dad who dabs check me out on youtube uh check me out on youtube the diligent dabber or check me out on instagram diligent dabber and diligent dabber reviews but i appreciate you listening guys try to do something different today get out of your comfort zone create something do something you never would have done before because you might love it you never know take it easy